Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Crossroads 505, we're here doing it once again for you. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the CCR 505 studios uh, right. here in uh, windy New Mexico. That's right. We're surrounded by fires and wind. Yeah, it's just, it's unbearable. I was out of town. I just got back and man, the wind and there's some spots where on I-40 where the dust, I mean, it's, it's, you got to be careful the visibility. Right. And if you have allergies, oh man, this is the wrong time of year for you. Right. Now we, we were talking about the fires just off mic and uh, up in the Hamas, it's still burning. Right. And we're, we're just discussing, uh, we, we can't go up there for a ride to see the damage because they have everything locked off and like Bandelier National Monument, they, they evacuated everyone. Right. So, so we, we don't know the actual uh, destruction yet. So we we're wondering what happened to maybe the Squatch population. Are, are they even there? Did they move up north into Colorado? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good question. I mean, we know these creatures migrate, but when there's a forest fire, of course, they're like every other animal. Right. I think as soon as they smell the smoke and not just, I think they could distinguish the smoke from a fire in the camp and a forest fire, just like most of the other animals, and they hightail it out of there. So right. if we start getting a lot of squatch sightings up in Colorado, we know that they, they boogied. If, you, if they see some, his hair was burned off. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he had singed hair. Yeah, yeah. but um, it, it's, I, I think they, they leave, like you said, real early because there's a lot of smoke, even if they're not close to the flames yet. Right. No. I'm sure there's smoke everywhere up there because the smoke works its way down here. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that forest is full of smoke. So, of course, you know, they have lungs. They're going to be like, nope, this ain't the place for us. Right. But on that note, we are going to talk about the Sasquatch topic tonight once again, because why? You know why. That's what we love to do. That's it. But before we do, we're going to give a toast to you, our faithful listeners. And uh, tonight we're drinking uh, monkey juice. Monkey juice. This is monkey juice. This is actually uh, primate pheromones. That's right. So to you, primate pheromone. (laughs) I mean, woo, woo, woo. I just heard a squatch whoop. Yep, 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 yep. All right, well. Now, where shall we start? Why don't we start about talking about, once again, We I watched and I told my brother to watch. It's one of the Small Town Monsters uh, series on their Bigfoot adventures. Um, this one just recently came out, and it's called Sunshine State Sasquatch. Now... They're down in Florida, and they met up with a couple of people that uh, have had genuine Squatch uh, encounters. 
Right. Including, uh, what's the gentleman's name that got the footage? Oh, uh, 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 Stacy Brown. Stacy Brown, yeah. He had some good footage. Of course, we've seen it before, but this time when I right. seen it, I was like, man, that is good footage. Right. Um, you know, like like you said, you don't have to believe him, but now, he now, was there. Right. He, he had a... a a documentary that he made on his own right because him and his dad i can't remember his dad's name their last name is brown but they they were together camping in florida and they caught this footage on a thermal and it's 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 just a, a few seconds it's well it's actually a skunk ape right that's what they that's call what it they call it down there it's uh, supposed to be related to the bigfoot now to me it looks like a bigfoot in the therm to me it does too but uh they catch it it was hiding behind a tree then it takes off and they catch it and you could see uh the 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 telltale signs what everyone associates with Bigfoot at least the people who you know break down videos how they bring their trailing leg up at right. a ninety degree as where we barely bring ours up now you, you could see that we're watching the Patterson Gimlin film uh, it was uh, on the background on our last YouTube but anyway same thing right same right. thing as this thermal S- same gate. Yeah, Patty would lift her trailing leg up 90 degrees, very high, a very high step. Right. Now, I asked my brother, because I, I had thought about that the other day. I was walking at the park because uh, <clears throat> I have what doctors call a bit of a weight problem. <laughs> or, no. or here in New Mexico, what they call gordito. He, he was just at the park checking out the older ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the soccer moms. The soccer but moms. But anyway, I was walking around on the sidewalk and... Uh, Sometimes the sidewalk settles a little bit on one side and one side was up maybe an inch and I almost tripped over it. And that made me think, you know, us as humans, we lift our feet up just as high as we have to, where these creatures lift them up very high. They do. Now, I asked him, is that something genetic and the way they're built or is that something learned, a habit because they're walking in the the forest terrain, Uh, the mountains? A lot of high grass, a lot of rocky terrain. Um, I, my thought is it's a learned, it's a learned trait. Uh, but then after it's like humans, it's a learned trait. But after several generations and who, you know, it just becomes genetically part of you. Right. Because it, it's proven that some, some traits that people do pass on to their children and their children, children, um, you know, for instance, like some habits a person has, it's crazy how it happens. But if you have a certain habit or a certain walk, you'll see your children, your grandchildren uh, and the walk. And I'm, I'm going to give a good example. My my dad, God bless his soul, he walked a certain way. Now, when my son Jimmy was born from behind, he walked just like my dad. Yeah. So you could see how those traits are passed down. Was was he taught to walk like my dad? No. It was genetic. Right. Right. But you said after a while of uh, doing something, it just becomes like imprinted. Right. It's uh, imprinted uh, in e- your DNA. Example. Uh, we were both in the Navy. Okay. Navy boot camp. Uh, the Marines would give us a hard time because they said we march like penguins. I'm sure you've heard that. Because of the way we swing our arms. Right, our arms. And okay. Our- now, just now, we're, we've been out, what, 30 years? Easy? Yep. Now, walking down the street or wherever, I catch myself sometimes swinging my arms. <laughs> like a penguin. Uh, <laughs> just like we used to march, you know? Uh, no, no, I get it. I get it. But it's, it's just traits instilled. But anyway, on this, uh, 
I don't want to say it's a documentary. It's just a film about them Sasquatching. Uh, would you call it a documentary? Well, it, it's kind of set up like a documentary because they got someone following them around with mm-hmm. cameras. And what they're doing is they're looking for more evidence. Right. Uh, Stacy Brown, he's in there. Uh, he's not the main. Well, he kind of is the main guy, but he's not the one doing the documentary this time. Right. It's Small Town Monsters where the other one he did on his own, right? Right. So yeah. they, they got their own uh, camera crew, but the... They're, they're going in looking for evidence, kind of like Expedition Bigfoot or Finding Bigfoot. Uh, they, they heard a couple of tree knocks and some other stuff. Uh, they even There was even an orb, but they didn't catch it on film. I, I did like that they did recognize that, you know, not every, it wasn't uh, searching for Bigfoot. That, oh, that was a squatch. They did say, you know, we got armadillo, we got deer, we got different creatures out here. So... Every noise they heard wasn't a squatch. Right, and when they heard something, they said, "Well, maybe that was a bigfoot, but maybe it wasn't." It wasn't right, they were they were at least honest about and, it. And you know, uh, one thing they did bring up is people who go out there searching for bigfoot. Uh, in your mind, any little noise that's the first thing that's going to pop in your head. Right, and that that's and, what they're trying not to do. Right, and and I think that's the way to go about it. You got to listen, and and you know, you got you got to discern. The sounds in the right. forest. The, the way I see it, when we go out there, uh, when we hear like a, a tree snap or we hear a, a tree knock or the strange things we hear, right. uh, though I think, I automatically think, hey, could that be a Bigfoot? But I go through my mind and I try to debunk it myself. Well, what else could it be? Well, here's here's my thing. When, when, when you hear branches snapping, there's not too many animals out in the forest that snap branches. So that's why the mind automatically takes you to, well, it's known that these creatures snap branches, and I just heard one snap. Is that what this is? Uh, bears don't snap branches. I mean, I've... They might snap the lower ones when they're walking by, but right. we're talking, we've well, seen right. 10 feet well, high. Well, you know, the lower ones when they're walking by aren't thick enough to make a popping sound that's going to... They're like twigs. It's not going to reverberate throughout the forest. Now, if you snap a big branch, it's going to give a pop. And especially if it's forceful, you know, because that's energy inertia put in place and it's going to pop and you'll hear it throughout the forest <clears throat> right uh, at least not through the whole forest but you'll hear it a in the distance. distance yeah right now just as long as we're on the subject of tree snaps and stuff they did bring up the question about a tree knock right and they're like how do they do that because every time you hear a tree knock it sounds like they're using a louisville slugger a nice solid piece of wood and they they brought up other options like uh they say they may be Pop Poppy. their lips or or uh, do the how you do it with your finger. Right. They well, said Sasquatch could do that loud. And, right. and their theory was maybe they're not tree knocks, they're the lip popping. Right. Well, the, the one guy, how he said his friend learned how to do it. Right. And he would, it wasn't a pop with your finger. It was a, a zap on the cheek. Right. And he said he did it and it, it was loud like them. Yeah. Um, so that makes me believe it, that's possible because, you know, these creatures are obviously bigger. They have a bigger cranium, bigger jawline. So if if they were to pop it, it, it would echo louder. A, a bigger mouth cavity. Right. But my, my thing is the way that the tree knocks, even how they echo, I find it hard that a pop in your mouth is going to echo through right. the force. Now, I, I will say this. Uh, I, I'm not an expert, but... Uh, 
I'm not saying they don't do that. I'm no, sure they I'm, do. But I'm not. when I had my experience, I heard them ripping the branches off the trees. Right. And then whack. So and, you could hear them shaking the trees and you could hear them rip it off and boom. And, and you know, I think that they, that's what they do. I think that they take a, a, a good solid tree branch and, and whap it. Because uh, to me, it's, it's basically using sonar, sound. sound. Right. It's like, listen, this is where I'm at. Pow. And if, if you can't do it loud enough, you may be in a thick forest and it's not going to get to right. the and, other And person. another thing to consider is if we try to mimic that, we pull a, a branch off a tree, the branch we're able to break off is going to be a lot smaller right. than what they break off. Of course, and that's been proven by people who have tried it. Uh, here's one thing that caught my attention when they were talking about it. Uh, you know, they were talking about the size of the ones down there being maybe seven, eight foot tall. Right. And that they were saying how they were much thinner than what other people saw. And they said maybe it's due to the heat that, you know, these creatures don't have, because of the heat, they don't have time to keep the weight on. Uh, because, of course, in the heat, you don't eat as much. You'll drink more fluids, but you won't eat as much food as to the ones in the higher elevations where it's cooler. Right. And, 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 and they also brought up the point, uh, the ones in the higher elevations, maybe they're like bears. They pack on the winter pounds. Right. No, they, they don't did. have to do that down there because it's warm all year. Right. And they did say that. And, and of course, they said, you know, they, their theory is the ones in the higher elevations where it's colder, they're bigger for a reason than these ones down here in the warmer. And, and I, you know what? I truly believe that because... That's that's how humans are too. Right. You know, your if, if, if your environment shapes you, if you live in a cold environment, you're going to want to stay warm. So of course you're going to want to put on a, a little bit of whale blubber. But you know, if you live down in Florida, you're not going to want to weigh up 200, 300 pounds because you're always going to be sweaty and comfortable. So, and I know, growing up when I was in. In the summer, I didn't eat as much because it was just too hot. I didn't feel like eating, but I drank a lot. Those were the days uh, when we were growing up, we didn't even have a swamp cooler. Right. We, we didn't have air conditioning in the yeah. car. No, so, you know, we weren't, we weren't a rich family. So if you want to donate to us, we'll set up a GoFundMe. Account. Actually, we were opposite of a rich family. <laughs> <laughs> we were, but, you know, times, Actually, times have changed. Uh, for many years, I got his pants, and he got my older brother's pants. That's right. And we, we got whatever tennis we could get. And it's, it's funny. We don't hand me down anymore because we all wear the same size. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. You better no, not laugh. That is. That is. <laughs> but anyway, all right, back to this. Anyway, I think they do a good job. Um, do they go for it? Uh, balls to the wall like Expedition Bigfoot? No. Expedition Bigfoot, those people use serious technology trying to right. really capture Bigfoot. But these people, they did what they could with what they had. Right, and, and, and I give them credit. And that's kind of what we do. Yeah, and I give them credit because, you know, they, do, they don't have a big movie budget or they go out there doing what they do with what they have like we do. We, right. we have a handheld recorder. We have... We, we actually we had the they had the scopes the thermal scopes and we have the same thing right the same thing uh, 
But Expedition Bigfoot, of course, it's made for TV, so they got a bigger budget. They right. could use more technology. They got better equipment. Uh, now, if if we could go, uh, we'll, we'll get to Expedition in a, in a bit, but if we could have the drone power they have. Yeah. Um, on this one of these recent uh, episodes of Expedition Bigfoot, they use six military-grade right. drones to sur- survey. We'll get to that. Let's close out the oh, okay. sunshine so, okay. so we're not jumping all over. Yeah, I'm like, you're, get, you're getting me. But uh, the, the sunshine one, it was pretty good. Uh, it was it was amateur. It was not professional. It, it no. was They did a good job. It was not truly like a budgeted Hollywood uh, documentary, but well, they did uh, a good job. I, I mean, they would do it like we would do it because right. we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> okay, but, uh, we don't. The, the, the only thing is um, that one guy really bothered me because he was saying stuff, trying to push like he's known, like, oh, oh the, I know Bobo Faye. Oh, oh he brother. gave me this. And uh, What you say, the, the guy that did his own documentary? Uh, Stacy Brown. Stacy Brown, that was, that was his brother. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, that's his brother, and his brother lives in uh, Washington. Right. Uh, I think Washington, and he came down for this to be with them to do this, and uh, he's had an experience himself up in Washington. So, you know, he, yeah. but he did kind of push the I know Bobo Faye, and truthfully, who cares? Right. I mean, I, I used to like finding Bigfoot because that's all we had, and and look, but that it's strictly <clears throat> entertainment. <clears throat> it is. So you know, on that note, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to hound on the guy, but. You know, he was he was pushing his own agenda, but right. do you know Harry and the Hendersons? Right. You'll impress me then. Right. <laughs> I know that guy from Boggy Creek. That's right. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Expedition Bigfoot. Expedition, that's one of our favorite shows. That's actually uh, our new favorite show. It, it is. They're into season three and they're winding it up because I think there's maybe one or two episodes left. But this season has been by far the best season with the best evidence. Right. Now, what was the last episode? Was it six or seven? It was seven. Okay. And they do eight or nine, right? Am I correct? If we're lucky, they'll do ten. Okay. So we're, we're getting to the close, close to the end. Um, <clears throat> just to move back a little bit, uh, we had, they did the LIDAR where they saw the, they heard Something crashing through the guy who's scanning with LIDAR, and he caught that, what he called was a ghost, right. like when you pick up a person in there. Right. And uh, that, that was pretty impressive. Now, what started it was he had a drone, a LIDAR drone, and he found these so-called bunkers. government bunkers, bunkers that used to research Sasquatch. Now, he wanted to go in to get a, a better idea of where they were, so that's why he took the handheld, and that's when he caught what is possibly a Sasquatch. Right. I mean, it was a good catch. That's that's hard to dispute because there again, it was a high tech technology, and it was a third party, <clears throat> someone who wasn't looking for big. That's right. It's unbiased. Right. So m- my thing is because he used that high technology, and what he caught was like so cool, but at the same time, there was nothing there in front of him. So back to the topic of do these creatures cloak? Man, I mean, it's truly up in the air because he truly caught with that radar. Now, you can't hide from that LIDAR. You just can't. But if you're cloaking, you hide from the human eye. And like he said, he saw nothing there, but that's what he caught. And if you haven't seen it, I would suggest you go and and look at the episode for yourself. And it is extremely 
convincing. Right. Now, to get back to uh, what he was looking for, those bunkers, and we talked about this off, off mic, um, <clears throat> Maria said, oh, they're foundations for structures that are no longer here. But the, the witness clearly said they were underground bunkers. He, he did. He's and they, they even found an entrance. They said it may have been an entrance that was sealed off. Yeah, but, but they also found venting, pipe venting and whatnot. So seriously, my theory is, and anyone could take it how it is, that, you know, the government's like, oh, oh, now we've been watching you because look at previous episodes where the black helicopters yeah. were over them, you know. They probably came down and said, we're going to allow you to keep filming, but you stay away from these bunkers. That's right. how the government works. And so that's why they found that uh, big culvert and walked down. That's right. And you know how we know that's how the government works? Because we used to work for the government. Right. And that's exactly how they would do it. They, you they, know, we still might work for the government. That's, that's right. They would tell us, you go over there and tell them son of guns to stay away from our property. If they want to keep doing their business down here, we'll let them do it, but they got to keep silent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And, see, and that's what I, I was so disappointed because they found the concrete slabs. Right, I, I wanted to know what was in there. Right, but we know if it's government, uh, even antiquated research facilities, they're not going to let you in. Right, because I, actually, I'm I'm actually surprised they got that close. Right, because maybe they uh, left an alien body down there. Okay, now just uh, real quick off subject, where we come from. There's an army base outside of town, oh, and yeah. they have bunkers. It's called Fort Wingate they Army have, Depot. You could see them on the side of the road. They they just look like bumps because they're covered. Yeah, they are. A, a lot of them have been uncovered. The, have you noticed that? They're ammunition bunkers. Right. Yes. Now, when we were growing up, uh, they are getting rid of that old ammunition. So every day, like clockwork, there's an explosion. Huh? Like clockwork. Now, I heard they're still getting rid of ammunition, so that makes me think, how much was out there? Oh, they but, stored. But there's there's bunkers that are uncovered now, but there's still so many. You could they go back into the Mount Zuni Mountains, and they're covered right. still. So, if you could think, just think about the budget that the U.S. government spends on the military. You know those bunkers that we have right outside our hometown. That's just a pinch of their budget, and we're looking at hundreds of bunkers. I would say more than that because they go back into the mountain. They go far back and they're all underground. And uh, I personally know a person that was hired when they were doing the demo. And this person got a good payout for the government because they were, they were decommissioning. They call it decommissioning the ammunition because it's outdated. And they got to explode it because you can't bury it because it's live explosives. Right. You got to detonate it. And it went wrong and the detonation, it... It, it it screwed her up pretty bad. She was there, it detonated, and she was... She's lucky to be alive, let's say that. But they paid her out well, and she did what she did. But, right. But there's tons of that ammunition still there because we... When those bunkers were built during World War II and even after during the Cold War, we, we are... America arms ourselves to the teeth. You all right. know that. Well, some of them don't know that. Well, we do. Yeah, but um, to get back to Expedition Bigfoot, I was kind of upset that they didn't research or look into those more, the bunkers. Well, I was well, Like too. you said, that may not have been an option for them. I guarantee it wasn't an option. Okay, so let's fast forward to the next episode where they had the drones. Right. Now, they had military-grade drones 
uh, they were tethered, which means they have a power cord going. They had six of them? Yeah, six of them. And around the lake. As long as they're tethered, they could stay up in the air indefinite right. because they have a constant source of power. Right. Now, what was cool, I thought, is they could detach from the tether and go. And then that's right. when their uh, battery is limited to... Uh, 45 minutes. Right, 45 minutes. So Just they, like your drone. They, they could, I, I wish mine had thermal like theirs. <laughs> I, I know. We're going to have to duct tape my thermal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they, they had some... Uh, they also, let me back up, they also buried some uh, seismic sensors, which they sense earth movement... Anything over 300 pounds, like something big walking by, they sense that. Right. So they had some triggered, and then some of the researchers, they heard noises, so they sent a drone over there, and they got a pretty good thermal hit. I thought it was a good thermal it, hit. It was a really good thermal hit. And uh, when I saw that, I, I my brother hadn't seen it, and I said, you got to watch this episode. I'm not going to give it away, but that thermal hit... It was something big, over 300 pounds, because it set off the sensors, and it was moving through the forest, and it was moving fast. It was moving toward Maria. Right. But like all other Squatch sightings, once it got close to her, it disappeared. Well, let's let's step back for a second. The drone conveniently ran out of juice. Well, so, and, they, had, okay, so they had to land it. They right. did send another drone, and they couldn't find it at first, but they did. Uh, do you remember... It peeked out from behind the it, tree. It, it peeked out from the and, tree. And they but, said, oh, that's Sasquatch. But then it disappeared, as, as, as always. But, but here's the thing, and let's, let's go back to what we we're talking about, the Sunshine State Sasquatch. Once they thought that they had a Sasquatch, they took the flare, turned it around, and the battery died. Right. For some reason, if there's a Squatch in your sight, and... I don't know why or what rhyme, what reason, but it seems like the batteries of all electronic equipment die. And and I started thinking about that. I'm like, it's kind of the same thing if you're in a haunted place, oh, a, paranormal. a paranormal place, and you're in there and there's a spirit and and you're looking for the spirit and you know it's haunted because it's giving you activity. But once you get up close to it, all your electronics get drained right. because they say those spirits suck the energy they, they to draw from it. Yeah. So that made me think, well, we know that these creatures could possibly be bone and blood. Yeah. Why do they draw <laughs> bone. bone and blood? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're but, not spirit. But that's the theory. People say they are because uh, in the sunshine, they saw the orb and uh, that's right before they're Equipment got drained. Let, let, let me clarify my brother's dirty mind. He heard bone. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, we know they're flesh and blood creatures, bone and blood. and uh, But yet they're able to drain electronics. That, to me, that's, that's right. something crazy. Right. But, but, but another, another thing we're, we're talking about the drones was they lost that one, right? right. They're tracking. <clears throat> now... We'll have to go back a couple of seasons on Expedition Bigfoot. Do you remember when he was filming from on top of a hill? Yeah. And it, it was it was stalking the elk? Yeah. The elk saw him, so he ducked down and left. Right. Once he ducked down in that canopy, 
you can see him. No, of course. Well, and, and the theory is, and we've heard it, that once they know that they've been spotted, that they get down basically on their belly and crawl. Right. And is that true? I don't know. But this one left once the elk spotted them because he lost the element of surprise. <clears throat> of course. But truly, if they're as fast as they say they are and as powerful, element of surprise is nothing. They'll, get, they'll catch that elk. Especially if they have another one waiting down there. Exactly. And, and we've heard from stories like rangers that have said, I've, I've watched them hunt. I've seen it. One chased it out. The other one came out of nowhere and snapped its neck. Right, and right. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so, you know, it, 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 it's all dependent on how you look at it. Right. And um, we, we just don't know enough. That's we why don't. I, I laugh at uh, these so-called uh, Bigfoot experts that are called to speak at conferences and stuff. And I'm like, what makes you an expert? What, what gives you more knowledge than us? My, my thing is there is no expert out there. You know why? Um, Jane Goodall, she's an expert in primate she behavior because she lived with them. She lived among them. She was one of them. So, therefore, she's an expert. She could tell you their behaviors, what they eat, where they poop, how they do, when they wake up, when they go to bed, because she became one of them. Right, and they, they even learned about uh, their hunting techniques that no one knew about. Before. That's right. Other than that, if you have not done what Jane Goodall has done with you're not the, an expert. you're not an expert. You're like me and my brother. You all theorize. Theory, yeah. It's all theory because we don't know. It, it's theory, but that's what I, I say. What makes him an expert? Because we've had as much, if not more, uh, activity than a lot of people. Right. A lot of these so things. Than your average squatcher. Right. But it might do, be due to uh, we kind of smell like squatches. <laughs> Wait, should we shower more than uh, twice well, a year? I use that Dr. Squatch soap. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Hey, and if you heard that, that's a free plug. Send us some soap. That's right. That's ah, right. Onda. We need mm, it. <laughs> no, it was mm, a Tuk Lundalana. Okay. Mm. Now, real quick, jump into the next episode, the final one. Uh, that, Or not the final, but the latest. Right. Uh, they, they left the area they're in because it kind of went cold. It did. And they, they attributed that to the Sasquatch being, uh, I guess, following the game or whatever. Right. Nomadic, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, just like uh, most animals do. So they, they had a couple of days with no activity. So they got a tip about uh, another property. Was it in Washington? Washington. Or Northern California. It was Northern California. And they said they're going back to... Uh, Basically, where it uh, all started. Right, right, where it all started, where uh, <clears throat> the loggers found the first footprint. Uh, and that, that would be like bluff, <clears throat> that right. area. But uh, they, they are going back there because there's a piece of uh, land that the government acquired, and they had people talk about it, loggers, where the government would go pull their permits and take their land right. because of what they found. Now, on this one, they were going to go log it, but they found nests they right. call them bigfoot nests because they were huge like they found in the first episode yeah yeah so the government took that land well the the, the story was it was some person who didn't want to be identified he was an he came anonymously he was a logger yeah and he said i'm a logger and let me tell you a story that happened to me we were in there and we went to you know they send scouts like anywhere else to mark the 
territory. We're going to cut these trees here, 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 right. and there. And you got to survey the terrain yeah. if you're going to take those equipment. Yeah. yeah. So when they were out there surveying and, and marking the territory and which trees were going to get cut down, they came across some, he said they were nests that were like eight feet long and five feet wide. And he said you could clearly tell they were like bedding nests. He said the story, someone leaked it to whoever it got to the government he said, and within a short period of time, the government came and said, we're pulling your permit, and they bought the land. He said, the government's taking the land back. Um, that statement there led me to believe that the government does know these creatures exist, and they do want to set up like a habitat, a habitat for them, you know, kind of like what do, what, do we, what do they set up for uh, the animals in Africa? What do they call that? Like uh, 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 Y'all know what we're talking about. We're, we're, I'm, I'm like Joe Biden right now. Um, a refuge. Yeah, yeah, a refuge. Yeah, they, you know that Where thing. Where they're protected. Okay, so, now, now, yeah, see, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So they're, they're going to investigate the adjacent piece of property. That's right. So because their theory is, although the government retracted their permit and took hold of all this now, which is government land, which is held in trust, for the American people, uh, those creatures don't stand still. So they're thinking, you know, they'll they'll move out, and they will. I mean, you 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 can't put a collar on them like a dog and say you stay here. Or a mountain lion, you can't put a radio. No, I, I'd like to, uh, if someone has put a radio on them, I want to talk. Right now, this brings me to my point that we've talked time and time again. So on this n new episode, they're talking about. Uh, setting up a base camp in the adjacent property. Right. And uh, actually, they got a bigger property than what the government took. Now, what they want to do, their theory is they're going to set up base camp right in the center, and uh, they want to get that the Sasquatch used to them habituation site. And that's what I've been telling him about where we go. Uh, maybe they're getting habituated. That's why they, they always come around. We hear them. We smell them. I don't understand why you want me to sit out by the fire naked, though. Well, that's for a side project. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> no, but th that's what I, that's my, been my theory this whole time. And I told them they get used to you. That's why they come around. And, and that's why we have some freaky, some and, freaky and, stuff. And you know on. what? I, I believe that more and more now, especially after listening to Jane Goodall's interview about why she thinks. Sasquatches are real and they do exist because she said we searched for the mountain gorilla and the chimpanzee for how many years, even the panda for years and years and years. They were just a myth. Right. But once we found them, no one could habitat with them. But once she got up to where they did habitat, she just became part of them. She at first was an outcast staying in the outline, but she was there all the time living there. And they eventually noticed her, and she didn't move. She didn't give. And they eventually brought her in. Right. And now, now, before they did that, I would imagine she had some scary moments. No, and she did say she did. She was bluff-charged. She was threatened. She was probably even beat a time or two, but she didn't give in. I, I give Jane Goodall, good God, I give her credit, because that woman had bigger balls than most men. <laughs> How about all men? Right. No, she, no, she was definitely a pioneer in her, her she field. She was. And she, man, she did it. It was. And she kind of basically said in her interview that if you want to 
Find out what these creatures are about. That's what you got to do. Right. You got to find out where they habitat and you got to hang out. But I, I just love the way uh, somebody with so much knowledge in the primate field. Right. She said, yeah, it's absolutely possible. No, Where she we did. have so many naysayers. She don't care about the naysayers. She's like, look at the gorilla, but yet I lived among them. Right. So. Now, are we going to be the first two to live amongst them? Probably not, because... And see, th this is different, though. Uh, for one, I believe the Sasquatch are probably more aggressive. I believe they cover a lot more terrain than a, a mountain gorilla. Well, I, here's my theory. I think we because they are so territorial at sometimes, based on what we've heard, that if you stay there, they're eventually going to say, look, we don't want you here. We're raising young here. There's young here. You got to go. Because why? Because over the span of interaction with us humans, they've seen the carnage that we bring with the boomstick and whatnot. And, and, we, and we've probably killed some of their own. You know, you hear people, oh, I shot a squatch. And that's probably true. Right. And they know it. So they don't want nothing to do with us. And, and, and they pass down. I'm sure if they're this intelligent, they pass down stories of where the boomstick has taken one of them. Right. Because I've never been hunting, but just stories and what I've been taught. I know how dangerous bears are. I know how dangerous mountain lions right. are. Right. No. So I think that that's, it, it would be hard for us to habituate them because they're not chimpanzees. <laughs> Habitch. Did I say that? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, no, it, it would it'd definitely be a different game. Right. It, it would. And I don't think that they're going to have it. I but don't care. You would have to find someone who's truly committed and willing to pay the ultimate price because you don't know how they're something that smart is right i i think you would have to have a person that is truly uh have you ever seen the series uh naked and afraid yep i think you'd have to have someone go in there like that i've been waiting i'm ready <laughs> and they would truly know that this person is bare no weapons because i'm sure these creatures they know what the they have to know the weapons that we carry because right. they've seen it. They've seen distance. it. Yeah. And you'd have to go in there and you'd, you'd have to dedicate your whole life, but you better be a survivalist because you're going to have to live off the land like that. Like they do, because if you can't live off the land like they do, they're not going to accept you. Right, right. They're going to be and, like, mm -mm. and uh, But it would take so much commitment, and that brings me back to the Sunshine sun State yep. uh, video. Yep. Okay, now uh, Stacy Brown, he said... I don't know why. I, I, I'm just out here looking for Sasquatch. I come out here so much. I got a beautiful wife and kids at home, but I'm out here. Because it obsesses you. And You, uh, you we, know that. We both felt that call. We go out there every year. And, you know, I, I have my wife here, but I go up there where I'm called. Right. Yo, right. it'd be calling me, B. Yep, that's why uh, I'm like Pee Wee Herman. I'm a loner. That's right. <laughs> We're actually looking for Squatch Brides. There you go. And if we could get that, we will be in. That's right. We'll bring you the definite proof. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed what we brought to you tonight. Yep. That's uh, our little uh, catch-up series on the stuff we've been watching. And you should check it out, too. If you're not following uh, Expedition Bigfoot, you, you could go. Uh, they, they show... 
usually on Sundays the whole season, right? Until right. the new episode. But if you have Discovery Plus, you could go back to all the other episodes. I'm, I'm and, just... and Discovery Plus, uh, I'm not pushing anything here or there, but it's definitely worth getting. I'm just saying for the price, get it. Yeah, because they, they have so much more than just the Discovery or the Bigfoot. They do. They, well, have, they have a, a whole lot of other Bigfoot stuff. They have a lot of Bigfoot stuff on there, but they, if you're into the paranormal, they have everything you desire. Right. So check it out. Anyway, thanks for listening. And, and if you follow these shows, let us know what you think. Are we off track? What? Are we just crazy? Yeah, we'll, they, <laughs> they know we're crazy. We go out to the forest in the middle of the night. <laughs> anyway, crazy. yeah, thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you 